Welcome back, Business Casual listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I'm bringing the word from Matthew 6 and 19. And the title is Gather Riches in Heaven. Do not gather for yourself riches on earth. Moths and rats can destroy them. Thieves can break in and steal them. Instead, gather for yourself riches in heaven. There, moths and rats do not destroy them. There, thieves do not break in and steal them. Your heart will be where your riches are. I bring that up today to talk about further what's going on with my truck. So, if you tuned in last week, you'll know that my truck went through some issues and they're being figured out now as to what the extent of the issues are. And I've had not only um, my brother check out the issue, but I had my local shop take a look at it as well to confirm what my brother said. And it's not an electronical issue. It's a mechanical issue, meaning that there's something wrong with the actual engine. And it's not as simple as just replacing a couple sensors, cleaning some air filters. It's the fuel injector and the fuel injection system may be malfunctioning and or the whole engine may be blown. And when I read Matthew six, the one thing I realized is that a lot of my youth was about gathering my riches on earth, having the nice car, having the nice clothes, having the bank account, having the business, having so many things that the world says you need. What I've grown to realize is that like in Matthew's chapter six, verse one, it talks about giving to the needy. And when you give to the needy, it says, be careful not to do good deeds in front of other people. Don't do those deeds to be seen by others. If you do, your father in heaven will not reward you. Now, my character has been exposed to me by the mirror of the word of God. One of the things that I see is that when I bought the Audi, it was me trying to motivate the young people around me that if you work hard, if you do what you're supposed to do, this is what this will be your reward. But the problem was the reward was earthly, fleshly. My flesh wanted to have a nice vehicle that looked beautiful, that other people would look at and go, oh, wow, if he did it, you know, I can do it. Motivation. And that motivation sounds good in the flesh. But when you take a time to to look at the spirit and read the word of God, you realize that there's no reward in that. 
And then when we read verse two of Matthew six, it goes on to say, when you give to the needy people, do not announce it by having trumpets blown. Do not be like those who only pretend to be holy. They announce what they do in the synagogues and on the streets. They want to be honored by other people. What am I what I am about to tell you is true. They have received their complete reward. So what chapter what um, verse two is saying to me in my own personal mirror is that my intentions, even though they were good, they were done wrong because truly it wasn't to honor God with you know, trying to motivate and show people, oh, look what I got. You know, God bless me to have this and that and you can get it too. And the truth of the matter is in that moment when those people honored me, they came, oh, this is a beautiful vehicle. Oh, this is so nice. What happened was I received my full reward. That was my reward for those people to honor me in that moment. And what God calls us to do is what's said in verse three, which is when you give to needy people, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Then your giving will be done secretly. Your father will re- will reward you because he sees what you do secretly. So going forward to motivate somebody, I think it's as it's as simple as just speaking a word of life into someone. It's giving to them what they actually need when God prompts you to give to them. It's not saying to yourself, oh, well, I'm going to get this big house or I'm going to get this nice car and I'm going to prompt myself up to be honored because when those people congratulate you, You've received your full reward. You're not storing up treasures in heaven for yourself. You know, like you're really just receiving man's honor and man's praise. But what the word will redirect your mind to is that we want God's praise. We want God to look down and say, well done. We want the heart that God is pleased with. So then I'm jumping back down to Matthew 6, verse 19, and I'll read it again. Gather riches in heaven. Do not gather for yourself riches on earth. Moths and rats can destroy them. Thieves can break in and steal them. When the Bible talks about moths and rats destroying them, it it means that Any material thing that you have, it will rot. It will grow old. If you don't take care of it, you buy these beautiful clothes. Moths will eat them up. Rats will go in and destroy the wires on your, in my case, on my Audi. Thieves can break in and steal my truck. Uh, They can steal my TVs, anything that's in my home. Um, because they're earthly. But then it says in verse 20, instead, gather for yourself riches in heaven. Their moths and rats do not destroy them. 
their thieves do not break in and steal them. Your heart will be where your riches are. So when you take the time to give to the poor and you make that a priority, your heart is with the poor. A thief, a moth and a rat can't steal the the blessings you are storing up by taking care of widows and those that are in need. Thieves and rats and moths can't break in and steal the joy that you get from making sure that you're you're making a difference here in this earth in secret and you don't need the praise because God is going to deliver you your blessings and it may not come in a financial way. So then we go down to verse 22 and this is a warning. The eye is like a lamp for the body. I'm going to stop right there. When they when the word talks about the eye being a lamp for the body, it's talking about the things that you look at and drink in the content that you watch will determine whether or not you're healthy or not. So it goes on to say the eye is like a lamp for the body. Suppose your eyes are healthy, then your whole body will be full of light. But suppose your eyes can't see well then your whole body will be full of darkness. If the light inside you is darkness, then it is very dark. This means that when you fill your eyes with pornographic images, you're going to be dark. When you fill your eyes with reading the word of God, you're going to be illuminated in your in the light of your eye. When you look online and go shopping all the time, You're being pulled further into materialism and darkness. But if you look online and research different food banks and places you can go to give back to the poor and the needy, then your eyes will lighten up and so on and so forth. Verse 24, no one can serve two masters at the same time. You will hate one of them and love the other or you will be faithful to one and dislike the other you can't serve God and money at the same time and one of the things that is illuminated to me in this passage now that I've gone through hardships with material items is that when we work so hard to have things like Audis big homes bank accounts that Our direction, our mind, our discipline is all focused on getting money. And when you start to think about the things of God, you hate them because you don't want to go. You don't want to go to Sunday and worship at church because that may be the day where your job gives you extra money to come in. And work, and you like, man, I'm not about to miss this time and a half over here, at, you know, to work on Sunday. I'm, I'm stacking my paper. So then you end up hating the things of God. Uh, when you worship in money, time with family and friends just ain't important anymore because, man, they, they, they gonna know it's gonna be all right because I'm getting this money. 
and I'm providing for them and I'm taking care of them. And this is the best thing for them. But your character is not godlike and your money can't repair those relationships. It takes time and effort. And those are the things that God pulls you to. But those will be the things that you'll hate. But when you got your mind focused on God, you'll love him. You'll care about him. You'll care about the things that he wants for you. And the one thing that I know that my mother always told me growing up is that God has never, you have never seen God forsake his holy people, the ones who care about him and the ones who love him. And you'll never see them begging for bread. Those who really put God first, those who really are walking on the straight and narrow, God supplies every one of their needs. Um, Even in my bad, buying that Audi when I knew I shouldn't, deep down in my heart, I was haughty at the time because I was making so much money. I should have had those scriptures come back to me but the light in my eyes was the darkness because I was so focused on materialism that the second I was able to afford the car note it was like it's on when God was prompting me to chill out don't worry about material things right now it's not necessary to your life right now you got so many other things that you're working on one of the things you can't work on is looking rich and wealthy and not being rich and wealthy either you'll look rich and wealthy and not really be wealthy or you will really be wealthy and not care about looking rich or wealthy And that's having the God idea of money. And when you have God's idea of money, you don't necessarily want to show it off. It's not that God doesn't give you good things and people can't see that you're blessed and you're walking in favor and grace and mercy. But it's it's not the focus. Every day you wake up, you're not focused on how can I stunt? How can I look better? How can I be in a situation in life where. I'm garnering praise subconsciously or consciously from those around me. And I thank God for delivering me from materialism. I thank God for being able. He's still working on me. I'm not I'm not even going to say I'm completely delivered, but I'm not as bad as I used to be. And one of the things I just thank him for is seeing this Audi for what it really is. It is a machine And I'm not going to get sad and, oh, my gosh, I got to put a new engine in my my truck or, oh, no, this is happening. That's happening. It's like it's a material item. It's going to disintegrate. It's going to fall to pieces because it's not real treasure. It's not really worth anything. And one of the main things you can realize that it's not worth anything is that The second you pull a new vehicle off the lot, it loses like 20 or 30 percent of its value instantly. But the next year, 
that same car will come out and they'll change the lights, add a couple features, and your car will be now obsolete and fading into obscurity year after year after year after year after year. And the things that the Father has for us are just appreciating in value. It's the difference between an asset and a liability. And God is more focused on building your foundation on assets and directing your eyes towards assets than liabilities. And I feel like the evil one, Satan, has put materialism at the forefront of all media. All content has some type of selling item of materialism in it or lust or or pleasure that hits those primal urges in us from the fall of sin that make us believe we need something that we don't need. And one of the things that I learned is that when you're under the power of mammon and not God, one of the ways to know that you're under the power of mammon, which is money, is you always need a bit more. Oh, I would give to the poor if I just had a little bit more. And that goes for poor people and rich people. And when you know you're working in God, it's I'm going to go ahead and give. I'm going to do what I can because my faith is in the father, not in the money. And when you can separate your faith from God and your faith from money, you can make a clear distinction that, okay, money is a tool and God is the source, the power. What spirit am I going to let work through me to use my money? Am I going to let the spirit of God work through me to use my money to be a blessing to those? Or am I going to let the spirit of mammon work through me with my money to make me feel stingy and to say, Oh, I would if I had a bit more, if only I had a bit more, if only I had a bit more. So when you hear your brain talking, you know, you want to give to that person on the corner that's begging for money or you want to give to your cousins who's trying to go to school. They need some books or something when you want to give and you like, oh, man, I would if I had a bit more money, I I probably would give X, Y and Z. But one of the lessons that I want you to learn from Matthew 6 is if you are prompted to God to give, don't make a big show about it. Don't run around telling people, man, I gave this money to X, Y and Z and now they doing well. And I'm going to read that one more time. Given to needy people when God is prompting you to give to receive your full reward from him. This is what you have to be aware of. Matthew 6, verse 1. Be careful not to do good deeds in front of other people. Don't do those deeds to be seen by others. If you do, your Father in heaven will not reward you. When you give to needy people, do not announce it by having trumpets blown. Do not be like those who only pretend to be holy. They announce what they do in the synagogues, the temples, the churches. And on the streets, they want to be honored by other people. What I'm about to tell you is true. They have received their complete 
reward. When you give to needy people, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Then your giving will be done secretly. Your father will reward you because he sees what you do secretly. And that's the spirit that I want to leave with you today. God has given us a word, given me a word to give to you guys. And I thank you so much for tuning into Business Casual. Pretty soon, one of these will be the last uh, podcast that will go under the name Business Casual because I feel the Lord leading me to change the name to Sunday School. And it will be an adult Sunday school where people can still get business advice because that's just a part of my life being an entrepreneur but it'll be more focused on the soul and how our spirit uses our soul to move our body and what we can do to energize our spirit more than allowing our flesh to just do what flesh does which is seek out pleasure So thank you so much for listening. Um, Tune in next week for another edition of Sunday School coming soon. But right now, business casual and have a good evening. Peace.